What's going on, Paisanos? V here. Coming at you guys, well, with the podcast. It's been a while since I've done my podcast, and I really do like doing them. So in this instance, what I'm doing, by the way, in case you guys are listening, I'm doing my podcast on YouTube. And if you're watching this video on YouTube, I'm doing a podcast that you can find on Apple Store and Spotify. Links to it will be down below. Check them out. We're doing them more often, I think. So I, I really want to start this podcast off right. I think the biggest topic I want to start off with, the, the biggest question I get, actually, is... When will the market go down? A lot of people ask me, they go, V, what's going on with the market? Is it ever going to just settle? Or is the market going to flatline? Or is the market just going to pop like a bubble? Like the housing market. And I really think that's a simplistic way to look at it. A lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! players see the market as one big beast. And it is, in a weird way. It is. But it's not necessarily just one beast that if you defeat the beast... That's it. The market kind of settles down or it pops or whatever you want it to happen at the time you want it to happen at. That's not necessarily how the market works. It doesn't work that way. What we what we see with the market is cards, historically, has sporadically moved in the market, well, relatively sporadic. What I mean by this is one week you might get these couple of cards that might be the hot cards of the week. The following week, more cards, the hot cards of the week. Now, with the whole entire, well virus of unknown origin what we're seeing here is we're seeing a lot of people um you know stay home and not really go to the card shop so you would think wait v that means nobody would buy into the cards so the market would actually go down well yes and no the collector's market doesn't need a card shop the casual market kind of needs a card shop and the competitive market does need a card shop so what do we see we saw a lot of these collector's cards ghost rare specifically go up high in value okay that makes sense perfect sense to be honest with you but what happened? Well, we started seeing other cards go up in value. Meta cards still holding value. And I don't think it's because, just because of remote duels. I think it's because Yu-Gi-Oh players, they're just looking to play Yu-Gi-Oh. And there's different variations of competitive Yu-Gi-Oh players that are throwing money into this game. There's those who are, have the ability to go to locals. There's those that are doing remote duels. There's those that are building decks just to have the decks for whenever anything happens. They're ready. And then there are those who are just going... Yeah, I'm not buying nothing until the game starts again. And all those players are correct. There's no wrong answers here. And I really feel like a lot of people don't really understand the fact that the market is moving based off that, as well as, once again, collectors. And for casuals, well, once again, if you don't give me somewhere to go play, and you're a casual Yu-Gi-Oh player, and, well, if you take the proper precautions, you can go play with your friends elsewhere. You don't need the card shop as much as a competitive player might need the card shop. Now, going back to the market, I think a lot of your players are looking at it as one big entity. They're saying when the market's going to calm down, which is another way of them saying is, when can I go in and buy cards? Um, specifically, cards are just really hard to get. Ultimate rares, maybe old school ultimate rares, um, maybe some gold format cards, or maybe collector's rares, or maybe ghost rares. And whenever I hear that, the first thing in my head, I go, well, what are you looking to get at the market? Because if that's the case, if you want something to calm down, you obviously want an opportunity. People are opportunistic by nature, and that's not a big deal, but at least work with me on what you want from the market. Because you said, V, I want the ghost rare market to plummet down so that I could buy the ghost rares and then rise up again. I want that to happen. You're probably going to be out of luck because not that the ghost rare market will ever you know, tank down or go down or stabilize. All those are kind of possibilities. Realistically, what I think what would happen, though, is if anything, the ghost market would only settle. Maybe, maybe if you're lucky, go down. Very small, very small uh, decline, and then after that, stabilize. That's what the possibility of the ghost rare markets. And the reason why is because you got to realize everybody holding a ghost rare starter's dragon first edition, 
if it's not going to go one day, then I'm going to wake up and go, oh, you know what? Since I bought this Ghost Rush Dragon, I have telekinesis to everybody that owns this Ghost Rush Dragon. And I think we should all throw this car into the market and then be competitive against each other. But and further, decline the value of Ghost Rare Starters First Edition Dragon, or whatever I'm going to call it. I really messed that name up. That's probably not going to happen. And these cards are going to get these cards are going to be getting harder and harder and harder to find. Remember what I always say: the rarity horror, rarity, uh, you know, rarity. Uh, with sickness model is always if it's hard for you to find, I want a times three. Obviously, three being the center of the game. Obviously, it's hard for you to find. It's going to be valuable, and obviously, I want it because I want the valuable cards. And that's mentality is for every Yu-Gi-Oh player, whether you can play who's just a casual but still wants nice, valuable cards because we only want good things in life, valuable things in life, or you're just kind of Yu-Gi-Oh player that's sitting there going, "Well, I just want more." And you know, sure, I guess so. But the way you got to look at it is. Look at the ghost rare market. That's probably not going to happen. Those players that are only those ghost rares are not going to be universally dumping ghost rares onto the market. And then somebody go, well, V, maybe you got a couple of guys that dump it. No, no, no. no. If I'm selling a card at $500 ghost rare, let's say Star Trek, ghost rare in the market, $500, that's what I'm selling it for. How much are you going to be listing yours? Are you selling it for $200? Dummy, I'll buy it and list mine and yours for $499. Get wrecked. No, you're not an idiot. You're going to be selling the card for. Jeopardy prices is Jeopardy. If I actually for the game, I don't watch game shows in a long while. But when you, when you like undercut like a penny, so you'll probably list yours for four hundred four hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. And then if I really want to sell and I see that you're listing it for a penny less, I'll go. You know what? I'll take the penny hit as long as I can have mines be the lowest price point, which makes people want to buy mine. So I'll list mines for four hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety eight cents. So <clears throat> excuse me. That's how, to, that's how to really evaluate whether the market's going to decline as far as, like, harder to get cards within, like, ghost rares. Can it happen? I guess so. In a world where every Yu-Gi-Oh player wakes up, owns a card, and gets cardboard telekinesis and decides to list that card up, yeah, I guess it can happen. Will it happen? Probably not. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really, uh, other than the game of Yu-Gi-Oh dying out, Konami reprinting the same exact card, or maybe even printing a ghost rare version, which would be pretty hurtful to the market. It probably won't happen. In fact, if you got an old collectible card and you and Konami releases it at another rarity, like we saw with like Cuthis Rare Star Dragon or BLS, the collectors that want those cards that have the other versions are just gonna buy those. They don't care. And those to them, once again, since they're relatively new, will be a little bit easier to get. So they will buy it instantly from you. You got a Cuthis Rare BLS, you say 300, a collectors around, they'll buy it. Or you list online, they're around, they'll buy it. So I think that's something a lot of people kind of forget about as far as the market declining. So that's for ghost rares. I think we can make almost the same comparison as far as ultimate rares, depending on the ultimate rare. But older, older ultis like tour guide, I think we kind of can make that same comparison. And even even until we get to level up like secret rares or commons or what have you, I think we can make a relatively decent comparison. If there's ample supply out, obviously the cards not gonna have high value for the most part. You know, besides like new cards or OTS packs that are relatively recent. Okay. So now we establish the fact that the market can't tank. That's important because a lot of people that and once again people hit me up, was the market uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh market is eventually going to pop like a bubble? I think we established that that, that just cannot happen. It's almost impossible for that to happen. Okay. Now that we have done that, but this is my podcast. Once again, anyone watching this video or anyone listening, check my YouTube channel out, uh, YGO Paisano on YouTube. Uh, my podcast, it's 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 um. It's uh, I'll put links down below for my guys watching on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, I think we established the market just can't blow up. I think I think we're pretty clean on that. 
alluding to a couple of uh, once again external factors once again i think it's you know the Yu-Gi-Oh game dying out and stuff like that the market's pretty much going to be stable at the very least for valuable cards that's interesting okay now let's talk about certain parts of the market dying as far as like people throwing in money into the competitive meta can we all agree that's insane to think that it's going to calm down. I think it's a storm and we're not done with it. In fact, you want my honest opinion as far as evaluating the current competitive meta market, we're in the eye of the storm. A lot of cards are selling as we wait for the ban list. And then once we get the ban list, we get right back into the storm. And we're not even done yet because you got to realize the fact that, and I hate bringing outside stuff into here because Yu-Gi-Oh! is a way to attach us from the crazy reality that is this world, 2020. But if the vaccine does get out and, lot, and we can return to locals, those competitive players that stop playing, there's a whole new market that's going to hit instantly. You got to realize, if Konami's like, we're doing a YCS, everyone's coming, vaccines, everyone's been vaccined up, YCS, what's good? Everyone, and I mean everyone that didn't play Yu-Gi-Oh, it's going to slap the market within a day. Within a day, the market's going to react immediately. That's number one. Number two, stimulus, everyone's going to react immediately. We saw it already. It's going to happen already. So what's going to happen with the competitive market is it's it's not necessarily a matter of it going down. It's a matter of it going up and down like a roller coaster. Obviously, with changes as far as competitive decks, they will go down. But they're only going to be replaced by other competitive cards within competitive decks. So they will go up. You see what I'm saying here? So <clears throat> looking at the competitive market, can it go down and, and can it have can it some kind of like cooling off period? No, it's it's just it's really it's never really happened to be honest with you. Even pre-pandemic, it's never really happened. The only time I think we kind of saw something similar, and I mean very similar to that, is when we had like a really bad meta, a tier zero meta. I'm talking about like zodiacs, like you make a mistake, you still go plus six. I'm talking about like um dragon rulers, a really tier a crazy tier meta. But even in that meta, think about it. If you went in Dragon Ruler meta, would you still buy from the market? Yeah, you would. What would you buy? What would you buy? collectible cards cards of potential value so even though front end is bad back end there's still potential and i think we all can agree that if we were on dragon ruler format right now and you slapped us in front of tcg player we would probably be buying cards not selling cards and, and once again i think that's something a lot of people that are, are all these doom and gloom about the Yu-Gi-Oh market they're just not seeing they don't want to see now do i think the market is crazy right now of course it is the market has only increased in its craziness very important. It's only went crazier and crazier and crazier. With this pandemic, it's definitely uh, um, expedited the process, so it's it's hit us a lot harder, faster. And you can play the C9 going, okay, it's going to cool off. But what you're not understanding is the fact that the market has always been insane. The competitive market has always been like this. It's only been more agitated with you can play as pent up, not be able to go to physical regionals and a YCS, so they're taking the remote duels. But this is not even the you can pick competitive player base to meme it right. Is not even at their full power in the market. The collector's player base is full power within the market. The casual player base doesn't have any power. They are sporadic at best. <laughs> That's the best way I can break down the entire market right now. Now, can that change? Of course it can. But will it? Probably not. Konami likes the fact that he can still make a ton of money, even more money in a pandemic, uh, even more money not only within the pandemic, but by running events online um, that are getting the same. The last extravaganza had, I think, 177 plays, I believe. Um, that's a decent average uh, regional, depending where you go. If you're in California, it's a horrible one. But literally everybody, everywhere else, it's a pretty decent regionals. Now, you, you, I'll keep upscaling that by getting newer and newer, more and more players playing remote duels. What we're going to be seeing is more people wanting to get excited about it. Konami's throwing more and more, and I always call it the carrot on the stick routine. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's, it's basically um, 
You got a carrot, you got a stick. He's running a little treadmill. He'll never eat the carrot, but he's always going to run pretending to the carrot. Some people do, most don't. And what I mean by that is you're going to get a lot of you players that are, are going to want to play whatever price and Konami is going to offer them. Konami is going to offer everybody a spot to play in a tournament, to play for a 16-man, I think, tournament, 13-man tournament, to win nothing. <laughs> You'll get a playmat, I think, and like a phone holder or whatever. Listen, the, with, with the, that carrot and stick thing is working. And if Konami can add more price support, being the fact that they're not spending money on, well – physical events it'd be great to see actually so we, we there's, there's definitely a lot of potential with remote duels but going back to what i was saying before though the market the market is not cooling down the market's only gonna get crazier and do i think there'll be a time where it's a lot more calmer a lot more sane than what it is now yes but it's gonna be a while we're talking like after pandemic we're talking like after you events have been going on for a while we're talking after nationals because after the pandemic after you events we have physical nationals which will probably be popping off if i had a guess we're talking after that and then we're talking after the low which is not much of a low as konami gets ready for the next regional season so you got at least at least one year of an insane market one year of the craziness that is the Yu-Gi-Oh market at least, and that's minimal. That's being very, very, very conservative because you got to realize when, when we go into that new market, what happens af afterwards, and and, and, and we're in that new season, what happens immediately afterwards? The ban list, and what happens with the bans? The market goes crazy. And it's no wonder when you look at the market, you look and you you grab and you grab cards that are banned, the TCG ban list, and then you look over on the online website and you find out that those cards have a lot of value. Because Konami is changing the balance. They're adding more fuel to the fire. They want to keep their train pumping. They don't want to stop it. They're making money. Players are getting excited. Players are investing in the market are making money as well. So there's a lot of things happening at the same time. And they always go hand in hand. They always have to go hand in hand in order to balance the game out. Now, we can look at other games like Pokemon. We can look at other games like Magic Gathering. And we can talk about how their markets are changing depending on uh, their outline circumstances. But overall... Yu-Gi-Oh! is blowing everything out the water. And some people are saying, well, V, I, I think that I think that looking at Pokemon, what we're seeing is that they're doing better than Yu-Gi-Oh! No, they're really not. They're doing good. Don't get me wrong. But Pokemon is, I think the Pokemon training card game just has no idea the potential of what's going to happen to their market. Their market is going to get wild. Their market is not crazy yet. The collectible market is crazy, 100%. But the other two allowing factors, the casuals in that market, the competitive players in that market, they have not even really slapped that market yet. The Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG market is constantly being challenged, constantly being moved, constantly getting slapped around, and responding by having these cards increase higher and higher and higher and higher in value. The harder it is for you to get, I want times three, is happening within a lot of cards of the Yu-Gi-Oh! market. Speculation with information coming out from the OCG is impacting the TCG market. It's impacting it. It's 100%. There's a structure coming on Oshi in six months, all right, which is for Blackwings, bio Blackwings. That is happening. And does that market settle eventually? Of course it does. But it doesn't settle to where it is. You know, I have this thing of gum over here. And let's say there's a new gum deck coming out. And this gum card is an old ultimate rare. It's worth about like eight bucks, let's say. Well, it gets bought out. It goes to like 60 Okay, the gum deck finally reaches here in TCG player in the TCG, and at, at the very best for market wise, it goes down. The worst is, is, is it becomes meta. Gum becomes tier one. You don't want that. Let's say gum becomes tier three, it's garbage, but it had a lot of hype. This card that went up so high in value is gonna go back down to $25. So what happened? The card went from 825 realistically. 
But what everyone's seeing is it went from 60 to 25. They'll see that as a cooling off. I personally, I think everyone that's been involved in the market for a while sees that as growth. Um, <clears throat> one of my favorite comedians, Patricia Neal, had another example. I really want to say it to you guys. I think it's really good if you guys are into this as well. It's, it adds a little more flavor to it. It's, it's a shoe example. If a shoe, if a, if a company's selling a shoe to you and they have a shoe, and the only reason I'm saying this is because he's my favorite comedian, but if they, if they're selling a shoe to you and if they raise, if they have the price of the shoe at $70 and they raise it to $100, everyone goes crazy. And then they make the shoe price go on to like $80 and everyone goes, whew, whew, that was crazy. Okay, good. I'll buy the shoe. They raised the price by $10, but you didn't see that because you only responded to the crazy high price point. And that's the Yu-Gi-Oh! market when it comes down to speculation as well. Now, can it be justified? Of course. There's been times where cars have been rightfully sold to increase in value. Do they always stay up high? Probably not. But when it comes to the CCG, they, they do remain relatively expensive still. And I think that's important for people to understand as far as the speculation within the information we're getting on the OCG market news coming to here. I know I'm dropping a lot of information for you guys. I'm sorry if you, you guys can follow. Once again, no big deal. Check out my YouTube channel, YGL Paisano. And if you're listening, uh, I mean, if you're watching this video on YouTube, check me out on Spotify. Check me out. I'm, I'm going to do a lot more of these podcasts because I think it's really important to really bring on the meta because I get a lot of information from random people about the market. And it's not wrong. It's just a take that they didn't add something. And maybe I'm, and I'm learning as well, by the way. The market is the coolest thing about the Yu Gi Oh! market is that we're always learning together. The only difference is, is how we can justify um our understanding of what's happening in the market i think that's the coolest part about it so there's someone watching this video right now probably or listening to this podcast right now that's going this guy's 100 wrong and they might and, and and hearing as far as the beginning when i said the, the market's not going to go back down the market's not going to go where it was it's just not going to happen anymore. those days are gone those days of ghost rares being like five dollars for the old ghost rares those days are long gone um they might disagree but maybe they can agree or maybe they have information that'd be so it's a conversation about the market um, but yeah, I I, I think the Yu-Gi-Oh market it is it, it it will go down, but not to the point where people want it to. It'll probably settle at best. Then it won't be consistent, obviously, because there'll be still be a lot of cards that will go up as it's as the market selling on other cards. Collectible cards, they're probably only going to be going higher and higher and higher in value. Historically speaking, as the game progresses, and we could grab information from Magic the Gathering. As the game progresses, old school hardware like cards rise in value exponentially. Not like a little bit, not like a oh, blue ice white dragon. DDS was a dollar this year. Now it's five dollars. Wow. No, 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 no. We're talking this car was a thousand. At the end of the year, the car was twenty five hundred dollars. Next year, it's five thousand or seven thousand. That's what I'm talking about. I think it's really important for people to understand the fact that the collector's market is going to impact the TCG market heavily as time goes on. And it already is, but it's only getting crazier. That's why if you're a competitive Yu-Gi-Oh player, you, and, and I love how Konami does this, they throw little ways for competitive Yu-Gi-Oh players to get involved in the collector's market. Not only get involved in the collector's market, but also to sell if you don't want to get involved to the collector's market. My favorite example, the World Celebration Envelopes. There's a 2018, 2019, Konami, hopefully 2020. But those two envelopes are going for so much money. When the, when a twenty um when a twenty nineteen envelope first came out, people were vendoring that bad boy for two hundred dollars. Now think about this way: you go to locals, you win a locals, you get an envelope, or come second place, get an envelope, or get a random randomly get an envelope when they roll a dice, which is so anyway. You get an envelope, and with that envelope, you go you go to a vendor and sell it for two hundred dollars. That's good money. That's immediate gain for your five or ten dollar entry. But 
you can also hold that envelope and sell it down the line. And I believe the 2018 envelope, if I'm not mistaken, is like $15 or $2,000 uh, right now to, on, on eBay slash sushi play. It's, it's insanely expensive. And it's only going to get higher. So listen, guys, I really think that um, that that the market is here to stay. The market is only going to grow as the game progresses. We've already seen it done grow, and we're going to continue to see it grow. And anyone who get invested in the market, anyone who's looking to buy cards in the market, anyone who's looking to sell cards in the market, when to buy, when to sell, why should I do this? Check, definitely check out my YouTube channel, YGO Paisano. Uh, I go wear a bunch of cards uh, every other day at this point. I'm trying to do it every day, but I'm running running around, especially during the wintertime when I'm really busy with work. But I'm trying to do as much as possible so we can have an understanding and grasp as far as what is going to be the card you should buy, what is going to be the card you should sell, and why. The, the, always, the biggest question everyone should always be asking for whenever you involve money in investment and speculation is why. Why do I want to do this? Why do I want to sell this? Should I hold this? And why should I hold this? What's information? It's always something we always should be asking because the result is always going to be you wanting more from than, uh, more to get out than what you put in. Anyway, I really appreciate you guys watch, listening or watching my videos. This is the first time I'm doing something like this. Um, spur of the moment kind of thing, but I think you guys will really like it. It's your boy, Veen. You Paisanos? Well, you Paisanos have a great day.